Welcome back. I've got my good friend Rob Houghton here with me from uh, MR Fairfax, and we're talking million-dollar careers. Rob, how are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. This is a very interesting subject that we're going to talk about, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to participating, and thanks for having me on your show again. I've been getting a lot of really good comments about this series. I've had probably a dozen emails in the last 10 days about this very topic and developing million dollar careers. And, you know, it's people telling me that we're making a difference, which, you know, makes me happy. Um, it's a great, these it, have been great topics. And um, I'm just really thrilled that we've been able to, you know, communicate to some people some uh, some some thoughts for them to think about. So, yeah, let's talk about investing in yourself. Yeah, let's do it, man. I at a conference. I, actually, I've been to two conferences. I was at one in Miami, and then I spoke at one, and then I was in LA last week. Went out there for twenty four hours, and met some of the industry's most, you know, incredible people: private equity, investment bankers, CEOs. Picked up a deal. Um, while I was out there. So it all, you know, all paid for itself. You know, when you think about investing in yourself, you know, it's the one thing people, I really don't, you know, they, they, I, I think they miss the boat. You know, they, yeah. they, they don't understand, you know, what investing in themselves means and, and how it exponentially gets them onto the fast track of their business career. And, and thus they don't do it enough. Um, you know, nice suit. A nice suit goes a long way. <laughs> a great pair of shoes. You know, a great pair of shoes goes a long way. You'd be surprised. You know, people are like, oh, I can wear Rockports. I'm like, no, if you wear Rockports, you look like an idiot. Um, you know, I'm wearing Rockports right now. Frank. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, you're not. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Actually, you I'm think, not wearing anything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, then people talk to me about, hey, I want to go get an MBA. Like, yeah. All right. I would never discourage somebody from getting an MBA, but but then on the flip side, you know, you're, that's a hundred plus thousand dollar investment. Is there a better way to invest in yourself without taking on an enormous amount of debt? You know, is it better off to just, yeah? You know, so, well, I I can tell you a couple of things. So my my middle son was in U.S. Special Forces as a Green Beret after he graduated from Holy Cross which is a very good school in Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, he thought about getting an MBA and, you know, he sort of came up with this himself. I don't micromanage my kids. And he, 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 he said, you know, I'm not ready for MBA. I'm not really sure what I want to do because his, his four-year degree was in liberal arts. So he decided to go in the military and then he, he got out and then he went to, to uh, George Washington to get an MBA. And uh, he said it was the best thing he ever did because he had spent that five years seasoning himself, getting exposed to, you know, overseas travel and, and helping people and even combat. So he learned a lot about himself. And then he knew exactly what he wanted to do in an MBA school. And he got an MBA. He was focused on, on supply chain. And then he ended up, ended up job with uh, General Dynamics. And then my oldest son was going to get an MBA. And he decided, you know, instead of getting an MBA, I'm going to take, I've really always, I've always liked computer coding software. Mm -hmm. So why get an MBA? I'm going to spend like 10 grand on one of these boot camps. And he became a coder and loved it. It was like a six month course. 
Mm-hmm. And he's doing unbelievable. He's going to be a rich guy someday. So, yeah, uh, I think if you're going to get an MBA right after a four-year school, I would do a lot of thinking before I would do that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just was – I was reading this – yeah, I, I was reading an article – like I'm a big I'm a big education person. You know, you can never take away somebody's education. Right. You know, do I go to college? You know, hey, I'm not ready for college. Do I go to college? You know, kids who are coming out of high school. I don't know if I want to go to college. Well, if you don't want to go to college, go to a trade school. Learn a trade. You know, that's investing in yourself. Go to you know, become an electrician, become a plumber, become a welder, become a you know, a skilled, you know, whatever. Because nobody can ever take away your skills. And then once you've gone to trade school, then you can ultimately sit there and say, hey, look, maybe I do want to go back to college. You know, ultimately what college does is it makes the, you know, I, I think it teaches just, just people how to think critically. Yeah. Um, I, I, so, you know, I'm a big thing believer in, you know, education. But, you know, then I see people, they're, they're in, they're, they're a little bit lost. And they say, well, I'm going to go get an MBA. And it's like, what's an MBA going to get for you? You know, why do you want one? Well, I don't yeah. know. It's just going to get me a better job. Well, is it? Yeah, if you, I mean, yeah, if you go to Harvard or Stanford or one of the yeah, premier business schools. Um, yeah, I think yeah. MBA programs, I mean, college in general is vastly overrated now. Um, there's some tremendous online yeah. learning uh, resources out there. I mean, like a great example are these coding schools. Now you pay, you know, five to $10,000 or sometimes less. And yeah. you learn how to code and you can get a job anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think people have to be careful about spending a lot of money on, on education, unless you know exactly what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that takes time. It takes yeah. a lot of time. Uh, the other thing, too, is, you know, one of the critical success factors in being a millionaire, uh, developing a millionaire, you know, developing a, developing a million dollar career, mm-hmm. the big differentiator that I found among successful people is they can communicate really well. So if you think about it, what are interpersonal communication skills? It's the ability to establish rapport and mm-hmm. develop a relationship. You take a 23-year-old man or woman who has a four-year degree and a master's degree that has never traveled, mm-hmm. never worked. You put them at a table mm-hmm. at a job fair with a bunch of CEOs. Mm-hmm. The, the, the conversation is going to be like five minutes long because they don't have any, they don't have any shared experiences. To establish rapport, you have to establish common ground. How do you establish common ground? Mutual experiences. You got to be able to talk about a lot of things because you have to be able to listen to your target audience, you know, Mm -hmm. the recruiter, the CEO, the HR person. For instance, if if the guy is talking about just got back from Europe, you know, visiting historical places, or the guy's talking about music or arts or whatever, you got to be able to establish that common ground. That's mm-hmm. interpersonal communication skills. That's how you network. And that's how ultimately you develop yeah. a million dollar career because yeah. that's the fast track to the C-suite, right? Am yeah. I wrong? No, I think you're absolutely right. But then it comes down to, you talk to, you know, here's what's interesting. 
you, you interview a lot of people. I interview a lot of people. I mean, not, not on podcast interviews, but ask ask one of the people you're interviewing. What was the last book you read? Yeah. yeah that's a great and question. Go, and they go, Oh, ugh, I don't know. Get yeah, Oh, you can get books for under 10 bucks on Amazon, on Kindle. The Kindles are 40 bucks. And you think about, well, I think I need an MBA. Well, do you really need an MBA? Why don't you just invest in a couple books and learn how to read a balance sheet? You know, why don't you invest in a couple books and understand, you know, debt markets or capital markets? You know, why mm -hmm. don't you read a book or two on, you know, you know, yeah, how to pick stocks and, you know, do it that here's, way. Here's another way to look at books. I happen to read a lot of fiction. Yep. And the reason, I mean, great fiction, like Tolstoy, Hemingway, you know, all the greats. Mm -hmm. And Dostoevsky, the great thing about fiction, well-written fiction, is it teaches you theory of mind. So theory of mind is understanding how people operate. How does the human mind work? How do people mm -hmm. handle conflict successfully, unsuccessfully? How to critically think? Mm -hmm. You read, you know, uh, Anna Karenina. You'll learn everything you need to know about relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's called theory of mind. People will have written articles and written books about theory of mind. And essentially it teaches somebody, particularly a young person, how to operate within a human condition, which again gets back to interpersonal communications. How do you behave? How do you operate? How do you make good decisions? That's how people get to the million dollar suite. Mm -hmm. It's not by having a degree. You gotta be able to think critically. You and I deal with CEOs, CEOs, CFOs, these C-level people, they just think differently. They make good decisions. Mm -hmm. you but have they to read, make, and they read. And they, they read. read yeah. You read and They make good decisions. Yeah, right. They make good decisions, not because it's innately within them. They make mm -hmm. good decisions because they hang around with smart people and they read good books. Yeah. Yeah. That, and they read the Wall Street Journal probably. But I mean, they're reading and interacting all the time. That's different than having to cram for a two-year MBA course. Yep. Which is theory. Yeah. Know, a lot of MBA is theory. My, yeah, my wife got her MBA from uh, from William and Mary. And, That's uh, a great and she was interesting because she said that her professors, the one thing she and she had a, a, a focus more in finance. And um, she said the one thing that she appreciated was her professors never did not allow them to bring calculators into class they had to do it all by hand they had to think it all out she's like man it was hard yeah, right. so you know but 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 you know i think about like you know the, the investments like then i come to the conferences and i go yeah all right when I, when I was walking around the conferences it was all ceos it was all business owners it was all yeah. business leaders yeah. there were very there were no there was nobody there that said I'm just I'm just a person who is here to learn more. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that, that's crazy. And you go, you think about a lot of these up and coming people. And 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 you, you the one place where the one place where you can go, it's a, a room of 200 people, a couple cocktail parties, a couple networking events, a couple lunches, and you go and you say, Hey, I, I just I'm gonna spend 
1200 bucks to go to this conference plus you know plus a hotel you know plus a airplane you know, airplane ticket 300 bucks 350 bucks plus the hotel room so yeah i'm gonna spend three grand on the whole thing but i'm gonna go meet i'm gonna make five or six or seven ceos or people who can make a difference in my career if I network with them properly. And I'm going to sit down and talk to them. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, if you want a promotion or you want to, you know, you know, uh, I can't think of a better way to go do that to say, you know, I'm, I'm Jim, <laughs> I'm, I'm Jim or Mary. I'm a senior manager in a company I'm here to meet people because I'm getting a little bored and here's, <laughs> and here's all the great things I have to offer. Do you, do you know anybody who would want to talk to a person like me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> can I sit down at lunch and just pick your brain for 20 minutes? <laughs> It's the best three thousand dollar investor you'll ever make. I know exactly right. And, and you know, even if ten, even if ten people, even if ten people said, "Get the hell out of here," you, all you need is one. But they won't. But they won't. They won't. That's of the course, whole, that's the whole thing because they're a conference. They got. A, they got. A, they got. A, they. They got a, a glass of wine in their hand. Let me tell you about my company. Let me tell you. Let us tell you how we're doing it. Yeah. So now you can go back and you can say, "Hey, Wiley." I, I just met the CEO of Acme Corporation, and I and I now understand how they're making anvils to go kill roadrunners. And you can go back to your business and go, yeah, I talked to the CEO over here. I, I'm, yeah. I'm clicking, you know. It's or if you ever want to make a change, you know, hey, can I can I follow up with you at some point after the conference? It's, but yeah, tell you a story. So uh, let me take a. The last time we talked about Houston, Texas, I'm, I'm going to take you back to Houston, Texas, again. 1983. Okay. Yep. The whole damn oil market's falling apart. Real estate market's falling apart. I'm without a job. I'm literally, I don't want to say I'm out on the streets, but I got a lot of bills to pay and uh, I'm looking for work. Out of desperation, I knew I wanted to be in real estate. Okay. Yep. I literally go to the yellow pages. Back then, they actually had something called yellow pages. I went in there and started looking under real estate, real estate management, real estate developers. And there was this one guy. His name was Fred Risk, R-I-T-Z. Okay. He's a Lebanese guy. And I had no idea who this guy was. I literally just called this guy out of the phone book and said, hey, my name is Rob Houghton. I'd really want to get involved in real estate development. And I'd love to just come over to your office and have a conversation with you. And the guy, it was like five o'clock on a Friday or something. And the guy's like, sure, what do you want to know? And I just started talking about real estate development, asking a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And the guy says, I'll tell you what, where do you live anyways? And I said, I live off of Westheimer. And he goes, I just moved into a new place. I don't have any plans today. Why don't you come over, have a drink? I show up at this guy's house. It's like a freaking mansion. He's got the lady. He's got the maid with the black skirt and the white uh, bib and everything with, with the head, you know, with the hat on the head, kind of like a nurse. You know? <laughs> she lets me in the house. I sit at his table. He was alone. His family was somewhere else. And we talked about real estate for about two hours. 
and the guy, he was like, he had a great background. You work with Arthur Anderson. He says, you know, what do you want to do? And I told him, he says, you know, I got, I got this big real estate development company. I need people like you. He says, I need talented people like you. And the guy just about offered me a job. And then he said, he says, I'm going to set you up with the, with my human, with my human resources person. Talk mm -hmm. to her on Monday. So I went in and I talked to this human resources person. They were, they were going to hire me. They were going to give me a job. It just so happened that through other circumstances, I got a job with a bigger company. So I didn't take the job with uh, Fred Risk, but I could have. And it was all because I just called somebody up and said, I need help. I need yep. some advice. Yeah. If you go to a conference and, and do the same thing, you know, that's a great idea, actually. Just go to a freaking industry conference and just start walking around and talking to people. Yeah, I mean, all these people, they talk about, great idea. They talk about like, I got to go get an MBA. I need a master's degree. I got to get a PhD. I'm like, time out. Let's time out. What do you, what are you, I think it all comes down to what are you trying to achieve? And what's the objective? But, but you know, it, it, it comes to this. It's, it's like investing in yourself. You know, and I wasn't kidding about the Rockports. Um, I used to go to these trade shows all the time. You know, I, well, I still do. It's National Business Aviation Association. And I used to see a guy. <laughs> those are sketchers, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> They're sketchy, right? They're sketchers. So, I love these so, sketchers. I do too. So anyway, ah. but, but, but this guy used to stand out. And he, was a, he was a manager. He was like this. Third, he was a, with this one company. He was with this one company. I won't say which. But he used to stand out at the company booth in a really cheap suit. I mean, it was like, it, it was like, you know, maybe he bought it at Walmart, Target. It was a cheap, ill-fitting suit. And he had <laughs> unshined, you know, really unshined, you know, horrible looking Rockport shoes. It used to drive me nuts because I'm like, you know, if you only knew, and, and, he, would, and he had this scraggly beard. And I, I just wanted to say to him, if you only knew how much you're hurting yourself by looking cheap, and if you listen to like Barbara Corcoran um, or some of the top real estate agents, they'll tell you what was the first thing they did when they wanted to go up into the high end. They bought two expensive outfits. And they wanted to look the part. They said, if I want to go network with the high end people who can afford multi-million dollar properties, I better look like I'm a million bucks. So yeah, one way to one way to become you know is look the part, and that's you know, yeah. yeah. And you don't have to go invest in a gajillion dollars in a wardrobe. You know, go buy two nice suits and two nice pairs of shoes. Here's what my uncle told me: decent watch and look like a million bucks. Here's a fashion tip. I'm going to give this for free. Okay. Yeah. My uncle Ronnie told me this. Yeah. Yeah. Always remember this: the four things. One. Always, and he means always, wear white to the face. Always wear white to the face. In other words, a dress shirt should be solid white. You wear white to the, you wear solid white to the face. Number two, always show plenty of cuffs. That means yep. when you're wearing a suit, you got that white, a little bit of cuff, show plenty of cuff. Mm -hmm. Three, always have a fresh burn, a little bit of a suntan. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Yeah, I know. And four, four, the better you look, yep. the more money you make. Bingo. The better you Bingo. look, the more money you make. Bingo. Those are the four things, man. Yep. 
So I'm in. I always wear a white shirt. Yeah. So I'm in Miami, and uh, I'm at the uh, Fountain Blue Hotel. I got to go to the airport. And I get out and I'm dialing. Yeah, I'm on my iPhone and I'm, I got the Uber app up. And this guy pulls up in a really nice looking gray Tahoe. And he's got Uber and Lyft and the, the windshield. And he goes, hey, are you looking for Uber? I go, yeah. And he goes, come on, let's go. And uh, so I jumped in. Yeah. Brand new. Oh. And, and I'm look, talking to him. And I go, how long have you been in this country? And he goes, four years. I go, where'd you come from? Costa Rica. How long have you been doing Uber? He goes, three years. Successful? Yeah. I go, why'd you get the, why, why'd you spend, why'd you buy, why'd you buy the Suburban or the, uh, yeah, it was a Suburban. Why'd you get the Suburban? And he goes, cause I make more money with the Suburban. I go, do you really? He goes, oh yeah. He goes, the best investment I ever made. He goes, I, I bought the Suburban. He's financing it. He said, but I, I drive 12 hours a day and I make a trash load of money. Yeah. You know, it was like, I think my, the ride to the airport was 60 bucks. He gets a fifteen dollar tip, seventy five bucks to the airport. You know, a, you go, a, a crappy taxi cab would have been, would have been forty bucks. But I liked his initiative, so I gave him thirty five bucks more. But he was the epitome of investing, investing in himself. Exactly yeah. right, investing in yourself. It's like our businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, as many of my followers know, I'm totally redoing my website, branding, logos, the yep. whole shoot match, launching, launching a, a, a YouTube podcasting. I'm taking that money. I'm putting pouring right back into the business. Yep, absolutely. I got some new shoes. I've gone from you know, yep. I've gone from Rockports to Skechers. You know, I was just thinking about this last night too. Um, it's really funny. A guy, I placed a guy earlier in the year, and he goes to the interview. Shows up to his face to face interview, and I called up the CEO afterward. I just said, "Hey, how did the interview go?" And he goes. He showed up in a $3,000 suit. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. He shows up in a $3,000 suit. And we talk about the business. And we talk about everything for four or five hours. And I finally look at him. I said, small company. He goes, you could run this business better than I could, can't you? And the guy goes, yep. And he goes, (laughs) But I knew that was the case the minute I took a look at his suit. <laughs> like, what a powerful statement it was. Yeah. We had a guy named Jim from New Jersey who was interviewing for a position down in with a manufacturing plant <laughs> in northern Georgia, a place called Hartwell, Georgia. Yeah. It's a big manufacturing facility down there. This guy was Jim, and he had a real Italian-sounding last name. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to use his name. And uh, so he brought... He told me, he says, I'm going to wear a really nice suit down for the interview because this is for a, a high profile, high profile position. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm at my house. It's like seven o'clock. And the CEO's name was Robert of the company. He was the hiring authority. And Robert calls me up and he says, hey, he says, uh, your guy, Jim, is is he down here? Because the interview was like nine o'clock in the morning. I said, yeah, yeah. He flew down there earlier this afternoon. And he's staying, you know, at one of the hotels. And he goes, well, you know, there's only two hotels. There's a Holiday Inn and there's like a Comfort Suites or something. Because this place is in the middle of nowhere. And he goes, I think that I think your guy is here. I said, well, how do you know that? And he says, well, there's some guy with this really thick New Jersey accent, kind of a heavy set Italian guy. 
and he's over there sitting at the bar and he goes, he's got this like super expensive suit on. And he goes, it's gotta be your guy. I said, I said, well, how do you know it's him? He goes, because the guy's in a huge argument with the bartender and some guy at the bar about something. And he goes, he says, there's no way I would ever hire this guy. And he goes, I, I just want to know if it's the guy. And I said, you know, I'll, I'll try and reach him on his phone. And I call this guy and he's always been re very responsive and he doesn't answer his phone. And I'm wondering like, what's, what's going on? About a half an hour later, this guy, Robert calls me back and he goes, well, he goes, um, it's your guy. I said, how do you know that? And he says, well, he actually got into fisticuffs. Oh my gosh. Guy. No, he got into fisticuffs <laughs> with the guy <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> and he said, the guy ripped Jim's jacket and he ripped his sleeve, his left sleeve <laughs> off of his suit coat. <laughs> so he got walked <laughs> with this brand new Italian suit without his left sleeve on his jacket. So he says, if this guy shows up, because he, if you find shows out with a sleeveless, shows up with a sleeveless <laughs> jacket, we know he's the guy, right? So, <laughs> he says, you know, think about it. If you go on an interview, you're not bringing two suits down, right? You're just bringing one. Right. You know? He goes, yep. to, this guy's either going to show up with a one-armed, you know, one sleeveless suit, yeah. or he's not going to show up in a suit coat. Right. And he goes, I'm pretty sure it's a guy. And I said, well, it, it, no, matter of fact, he says, I know it's the guy. So well, how do you know it's the guy? He says, well, after the guy left, the police were called. So I had to break this thing up. And he goes, I think he got hit a couple of times in the head. They brought him out. They broke it up. Both of them were drunk. And I just couldn't resist. I went to the bar. And I know the bartender because I'm in there. You know, yeah. this guy lived in L.A. So he was like there for five days. He's staying in the same hotel. Right. And he obviously knew the bartender. I go up to the bartender, I slipped him a 20, and I said, I got to know who that guy was. He says, I just got to know. And the bartender's like, well, I'm not wait. Come on, man. You got to tell me. Yeah. He shows me the credit card receipt. It was the guy. It was the guy. He goes, what should I do now? And I said, well, just take the interview with the guy. I said, this guy's an un unbelievable, you know, COO. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, he, so he takes the interview the next day, and, he's, and he calls me after the interview, and he goes, there's no way I'm hiring this guy. But he says the guy walked in with a shiner over his left eye and he didn't, he walked in with what looked like really nice suit pants and a really nice shirt, but there was no suit, no, but no jacket. But no jacket. <laughs> says, I couldn't resist it. I asked him, I said, Were you at the, he says, Were you at the holiday in West? How'd you know? The guy says, no, that wasn't me. He goes, he says, are you sure? And he goes, I'm not making this up. He goes, I've got a twin brother that came down on the trip with me. And he goes, my twin brother got in a fight at the bar. I was at the hotel. And he goes, I knew this was bullshit. And he goes, well, why didn't you wear your suit then? And he says, I, I had him. And the guy says, you're right. It was me. Yeah. And the guy and the CEO, Robert said, I'm sorry, but I can't hire a guy who goes into a holiday and gets in a fight and yep. loses a sleeve off of his suit coat. He goes, what if you were representing the company? That happened. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, that's yeah, my story. Yeah, you know, but, that, but, nice suit, you know. but that's a great, so, so <laughs> I was at this conference last week and I actually put a blog out about it. And I'm not a big drinker. 
Yeah, you know, it and yeah, so I I uh I had a dinner with some folks and then just to unwind from the dinner, you know, you're you're around people all day long, you know. So I found a quiet place in the corner of the bar. I, I ordered a glass of wine and I sat there and I was just watching a football game, and then I got discovered by a whole bunch of people. And I'm like, you know, I drank half the glass of wine put it down. I head up to the, the room. Yeah. The next morning I get up. I'm a five 30 in the morning person. I get up and I go to the gym. I'm in the gym at six o'clock in the morning. And who is <laughs> in the, who's in the gym? Wow. Four CEOs. I want to talk to, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, you're on business. There's a, something I tell people all the time. Nothing good happens in the bar. Yeah, exactly. After eleven o'clock exactly. at night. Yeah, nothing you go good. You're at a conference. You're at a trade show. You're wherever. Nothing good happens in the bar after eleven o'clock at night. But I'll tell you what: you get out of the gym at six o'clock in the morning, you go fist bump a couple of CEOs, or like, yeah, they see. Yeah, you know, it's it's some of the best networking the other yeah. you ever find. Nobody talks to each other. You know, everybody's got yeah. their headphones in. Everybody's working out. But you got to do a fist bump. You're like, wow. You know, I, hey, that's really, I, I now have an excuse to call that guy or now I have an excuse to send him an email and say, wow, that's a great workout. You were getting in the gym the other day. You know, uh, good to see you down there. And they instantaneously remember you. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's once again, it's sort of the, uh, you know, it's the investing in yourself type of, it's, it's the investing in yourself type of deal. It's yeah. you know, physical fitness. It's looking good. Um, yeah. Too many people, I think, overthink it. I feel like they got to yeah. go get that MBA or that PhD or that master's in something or other. They got to go, you know, spend a gajillion dollars on something. I'm like, you know, really, it's just the little things. It's a lot of the little things that that yeah. help you. The other thing, too, that networking at places like conferences, which I think is a great idea, or like local business associations or, or whatever, or even a simple networking club, is you get a chance to get exposure. If you ask a lot of good questions and you're a good listener, mm -hmm. you get exposure to like, what specific role in this industry would be of high interest? Mm -hmm. In other words, what role really resonates with you? What really gets your heart going? Is it sales? Is it operations, finance? And a lot of times it's just by talking to people and putting your finger in your mouth and listening to what other people have to say. They're a lot more experienced and a lot smarter than you. And once you figure out what that pathway is, then you start investing in yourself very tactically, very smartly in that conference. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you yep. like technology, are you gonna are you gonna go for like IT security or is it going to be software coding or 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 what's it going to be? You know, so and that to me is better time spent than just blindly going into an MBA. Yeah. yeah. Join some look if you live in a big city, Dallas, New York, yeah. you're out in the valley, Washington, DC. Yeah, there's all these networking, there's all yeah. these networking places you know, to go. And it's just, you know, look, you know, so it costs you a couple hundred bucks to join Rotary or cost you, you know, you know, industry association, mm -hmm. you know, some sort of industry association where they have a, a, a networking event or, or quite frankly, like, so what are some organizations I belong to? Yeah, I belong to National Business Aircraft Association. I belong to what's called ISTAT, the International Society for Transport Aircraft Traders. Um, I used to belong to the, uh, HAI, the helicopter association, I don't belong to that one anymore, but there's, you know, there's several of these that I, 
I, you know, it cost me, you know, thousand bucks a year. I go up to a, you know, I'm a, you know, for ISTAT this year, if they have it, I'll go up to one of their networking events in New York and, you know, go to a cocktail party up there and just, you know, go shake some hands a little bit. Um, it's just one of those, it's one of those things where you never know who you're going to meet yeah. and you never know what you're going to hear or listen to, but you know, eventually, um, you know, uh, I know a bunch of people that think, I know a bunch of people in our industry, Rob, they think that going to conferences is a waste of time. Yeah, it's a phone business. It's a complete waste of time. Every time I go spend three, $4,000 on a conference, it's a 10X return for me. I get a 10X, RO, I get a 10X ROI on it. I mean, to me, it's stupid right. not to. So, you know, you think about the average person in a middle management role who wants to take the yep. next step in their career. I can't think of a better way to do it. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm looking at this slightly different I totally agree with what you're saying. Another approach, particularly for somebody like the people that we mentor, like that senior in high school, you know, who's, who's wondering about what should I do? Mm -hmm. I sat down with a single mom and her son almost to the day, five years ago, same question. She was struggling about sending her son to Virginia Commonwealth, mm -hmm. which is, which is not a cheap school. It's a good school. Right. To get an engineering degree. Right. Everybody wants to do engineering. I can't figure this out. If I had a nickel for every person that said my son or daughter is going to school for engineering, I'd be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Why that is, I don't know, because overall, there's a very, very small percentage of people who ultimately become engineers. But anyways, mm -hmm. she wanted her son or daughter to become an engineer. I sat down with them and I said, you know, have you ever thought about going in the military? You know, what about the Air Force? Mm -hmm. Enlisting in the Air Force. because. And her son was 17 years old. I said, you really know what you want to do? I mean, how do you know you want to be an engineer? You have no idea. Really? Right. What kind of an engineer you want to be? Mechanical, structural, you know. And uh, they just got to, to the point where they, were, they became, like, self-aware once they started thinking about this over the course of the next couple of months, okay? Mm -hmm. I had to, to continue in dialogue. Finally, he said, I'm just going to go in the Air Force. Guy goes in the Air Force. Learns all, everything he ever wanted to know about technology and actually figured out, here's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Then he went to college. Mm -hmm. And guess what? He got into a great school. Yep. I think he got into Purdue. Yeah, he got into Purdue, which I think is a good engineering school. Great right? engineer. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes. So he gets into Purdue. Now he's 22 years old. He's mature. Yep. He knows exactly what he wants to do. He knows how to study. He's not going to end, end up in the school bar, you know, and it's all paid for. And it was like, even to this day, his mother's like, Rob, I can't believe what a great decision this was. And now he's getting an MBA and part of that's paid for. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. Hey, look, there's just something to think about, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of people there. They're, they're, you know, they're, they, they, they just can't see the path. And, you know, look, nobody made any money. There's, you know, nobody made any money panic selling stocks. And nobody made any money watching TV. Exactly. You know, they, go, they go home they, and nobody money, made any money sitting in a bar and drinking cocktails after work. Nothing good happens at happy hour. You know, and, and the thing is, you go home and, and it's like they're stuck and they have blinders on and they're like, I don't know where to go. And it's like, hey, look, mm -hmm. ultimately, to get out of, to get unstuck, you got to get out. You got to get out and see the world. 
You got to go out yeah. and see things differently. You got to get out of your business, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, you got to get out of your business and away from your coworkers and go learn some things differently from other people. Yeah. And that's Here's another piece of advice. Investor. So, yeah. So practically speaking, I'm, I'm sure some people are sitting out there thinking, well, how do I do this, Rob? What are some of these resources? Okay. I mentioned the military. That's a no brainer. Okay. Right. I'll give you another one. I subscribe to what's called the great courses. Okay. It's $14 and 95 cents a month. It's mm -hmm. called the great courses. Great courses plus is the online version. Mm -hmm. Here's what they would only have thousands of courses on everything from music to art, mathematics, yeah. engineering, storytelling, interpersonal mm -hmm. communications, working out performance, nutrition, anything you could possibly think of. You can, you mm -hmm. you have access to all these online courses that are on mm -hmm. demand. You know, you go on you go on their site, you pull the course mm -hmm. down, you listen to it, and it is taught by a full professor. Mm -hmm. And I do that myself now. I, I just finished uh, uh, a college course on stoicism. You know, mm -hmm. how to manage stress. I finished one on European art. I finished one on you know nineteenth century classical music. So all these may sound like it's a waste of time, but as we talked about earlier in the conversation, how you get to a million dollar career, how you become a millionaire mm -hmm. is you're able to communicate mm -hmm. with people, interpersonal communication skills. What is that? Mm -hmm. It's establishing common ground, building rapport and having something mm -hmm. interesting to talk about. Be an interesting person, which is mm -hmm. travel, online learning, self-learning. Yep. So that's my pitch for the great courses. And there's several other online uh, systems out there. Yep. Hey, I, there's a guy uh, in town here. He's a realtor. And I see him at the gym every day. Great guy. One day we're talking. They probably went, you know, six months. I saw him at the gym every day for six months. This goes back a couple of years. And I'm, I get tired of seeing the same people every day and not knowing their name. It's just, you know, look, I, I see you every yeah. day. I, you know, yeah. I, I, look, I'm going to come up and I'm gonna, you know, shake your hand. I'm saying, hey, my name's Craig. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and um, we start talking, we build a rapport. We go out to dinner every now and again, but you know, a couple of uh, him and his wife, great wife. And uh, a couple months after I met him, I flipped him a deal. I go, Hey, I, somebody called me about something in town. They wanted to yeah, get whatever. Here's a phone number. Give him a call. He made 40 grand. There you go. You know, not bad. You know, not bad <clears throat> for, a guy who's got you know, $100 a month, not even $100, a $50 a month gym membership, and he comes and sees somebody, and he's friendly, and, and you shake hands, and you say hi, and you talk for 10, 15 minutes, and you, you know, once again, it's, but the investment is being there. And that's where, yeah, yeah, yeah and, and that's what I say. It's like, it's show up, shut up, look nice, dress well, and be there, because yeah, it's it's like the old lottery thing. If you don't play, you can't win, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's and that's that's the investment in yourself. And I there's a lot of remember ways to the, do it. Remember those four things, right? That my uncle taught me. White to the face. White to the face. Plenty of cuff. Plenty of cuff. A fresh burn, baby. <laughs> and the and the better you look, the more money you make. Is that why I'm so damn poor? I don't think you're that poor, Rob. <laughs> I've seen your house. You're not that poor. <laughs> Anyways.
but that's all about that's that's developing the million dollar career and it starts with a quick investment Absolutely. it starts you know you don't go, need to go you know, borrow $150,000 for an MBA or a master's degree or a PhD it just yeah. starts with the little things every day and yeah. those add up that's a great topic man I, I i think people could take a lot out of this even if they took a portion of it i wish they had this when i was just graduating from high school and college damn you know? there's a lot of things that I, there's a lot of things i wish i learned at 21 that i learned yeah. at, you know it's it, crazy it, huh? you know you know a lot of i was all thrust no vector at the end I mean, you know, a lot of energy no direction and you know just finding that direction age and wisdom that's what it's all about I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sitting here 44 years old i mean that's I mean, 23 years ago you know, if I had this advice, I'd be a hell of a lot richer than I am now. You know? What are you laughing so hard about? Yeah, I'm laughing about the 44. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. You just blew my cover, dude. Yeah, come on, man. If, if people do your story, it, it, it's all great. So, hey, Rob. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for coming on, man. I love this topic today. Let's uh, let's let's yeah, great man. Let's keep it going. We'll see you next week, brother. All right, buddy. Talk right. soon. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthstarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthstarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.